0: You'll notice we have our middle school scola again with us this year. Last year we were without a director of sacred music, and so we weren't able to do that. But now we have uh, Rafal Adamski, and are able to offer that our our students take scola or choir two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's their art at our school. And the beautiful thing about this art is. It's something that they get to use to glorify God. And so throughout this year, they'll be able to expand their repertoire of the ways to give glory to God and to make our worship, our offering of the Mass, that much more beautiful. Oftentimes, a priest maybe that may be more traditional or reverent will get the question, why are you going back? Are we going back? And back kind of has this kind of negative connotation, even myself when I hear that. I don't like to hear back, right? We kind of think of back being a bad thing. But maybe it's not always. Consider if you're away and you go back home. (laughs) Going back home isn't a negative thing. Or consider if your destination is that way, but you're going in this direction, In that case, the most progressive thing to do is actually turn around and go back to get to where you actually want to go. I would argue that much of the direction that the church has been going in the past number of decades, especially in regards to the liturgy, was not the right direction. What happened in the 60s and 70s wasn't just a development, but actually a rupture from the mind and the history of the church. And I think just considering the fruits of things, you can tell something, whether it's good or bad, by its fruit. All these decades, people leaving the faith, having to close churches. We had to close St. Cashmere's down the street. Think of the lack of religious sisters and priests. So instead of thinking of going back, and maybe that negative connotation, I'd rather like to consider the notion of restoration, restoring. Also, maybe around that time, there was kind of this trend of putting carpet everywhere in your house, right? Even kitchens had carpet in them. May raise, you don't need to raise your hand if your kitchen had it or not. Um, but then, more recently, people are taking out that carpet. Why? Because underneath, they actually have beautiful hardwood floors underneath there. They're restoring what was there before. Not necessarily going back, but restoring. Or The idea of reforming, reformation, form, indicates that there's something substantial, something that... The whatness of what it is. And when you reform something, you, you make it more like what it should be, what it is. We can say that during those years, the pendulum swung so far one way, and slowly by slowly, it's swinging back more to where it should be. How do I know this, or how would I argue this? Well, It's a fancy Latin phrase called sensus fidelium, sensus fidelium, meaning the sense of the faithful. That by you can look at the faithful, you can look at those who are living their faith and what are they tending towards? What do their lives express? What do they give evidence to? Because that gives evidence to what is true and what is good. So where are the faithful these days? What parishes are growing Where are the religious orders that are growing? What are the priests of the seminaries? What are they tending towards? And also you can just look at church documents. And you will see that what we're doing here is just what the church asks of us. And ultimately, I would argue that the best evidence of what was done over those decades that it hasn't worked, despite, in a sense, trying to make it as a, as accommodating as accessible to everyone. Many Catholics still don't understand what we do on Sundays. They don't understand why we even come here. They don't understand what is worship. I'll ask our school kids here because um, they hear it from me quite often. What do we do, boys and girls, every day, and we come to Sunday? What is the Mass? What is, what is it that we are offering here? Jesus? Mariella, What? sacrifice we are here offering sacrifice think of all the reasons that people say they go to mass they go to to hear a good message they they say we i go to get my communion right Um, and those are those are good things but they miss the mark others have said well you know i went because i got to do something I got to sing, or I got to lecture, I got to, I got to serve Mass, or I, I got to be an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. And um, unfortunately, what happens, right, if someone doesn't get to do that, then they stop coming. Or maybe they don't understand the priest, maybe he's foreign, and so they don't understand his homily, and so they stop coming. Catholic worship isn't about receiving a message. It's not about our self-actualization, getting to do something that I want to do, even if it's a good service. It's not about singing and praising God, ultimately. It's not even about receiving communion. It's an offering of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the ritual, the rite that Jesus gave us to perpetuate his sacrifice on the cross. People ask me if going to another Christian community, another Christian church will count. I have our sacraments class and what I'll do is I ask them, they have to go to mass every Sunday and our confirmation kids, I expect them to go to mass every Sunday and maybe the confirmation kids have a sleepover at one of their friends and they they say, well, Father, can I go to the Journey Church or the Good Hope Church with my my friend? Does that count? And it doesn't. It's not because they're bad people. It's not because they belong to a different group. It's because what we do here is qualitatively different than any other Christian community. There is an offering of a sacrifice. Someone will ask me, well, Father, I was down in Mexico and I went to Mass, and it was in Spanish. Does that count? Yes, yes, that counts. We have people who were in Italy They were Mass in Italian or Latin. Yes, that counts because you are offering the holy sacrifice of the Mass. You're uniting yourself with that offering. Listen to the words at the Mass. I'll say this just after the offertory. I'll turn and I'll say, Pray, my brothers and sisters that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. A little later on, we have the commemoration of the living. It's where I take a pause, and you're asked to think about all your prayers, the living people you want to pray for. I say, remember, Lord, your servants, pause, and all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them. You are offering your sacrifice united with mine. I've used this analogy before, but I think it's actually quite good. Christmas at the Nelson's house. So my last name's Nelson. Growing up at my house, how we would do Christmas. And so a few days before Christmas, usually it was only a few days, um, we were procrastinating. My sister and I, we would get our money that we had and we would go to the store and we'd get a gift for my parents and we'd buy a card, a Christmas card. And we'd come back home and my sister and I, who was a year younger than me, you know, we were old enough so that we could wrap the present and we would sign the card. And then we'd have the rest of my siblings sign the card, even little Rosemary, even little Rosie. We'd take her hand and She'd scribble her hand and her signature on that card. She was two or three at that time. And then Christmas would come. We'd open up our gifts, and finally we would give our present to my mom and my dad. And they'd open it up, and they'd be so grateful, right? Not because it was a great gift or anything, but because um, we put in the effort. And they would turn just to myself and Melissa and say, Thank you, Nick and Melissa, for giving me this gift. It was all just you that gave it. No, that's not what happened, right? They would turn to all the kids, all of us, and say, Thank you, everyone, for this wonderful gift. That's the Mass, right? Who did all the work? Who sacrificed himself? It was Jesus. But he gives us a way to offer that with him, to get credit for it, to perpetuate to make present his once-and-for-all sacrifice on the cross. So it's all of us. We offer this, and God, the Father, doesn't just say, thank you, Jesus, my son. He says, thank you, each and everyone here, because we're all the body of the Christ offering it. We are all priests through our baptisms. And so the Mass is about making that intentional act of the will Yes, you may get distracted at times. Yes, your mind may wander. Yes, you may have to run out with the kids. It doesn't make your Mass any less valuable or worthwhile. It's an act of the will to join yourself, to offer this sacrifice, and unite yourself with this offering to God the Father. One thing I would do when I was in the pews before I was a priest is at the time at the Great Elevation I would kind of raise up my arm like this to kind of help me realize that I'm offering myself to the Father as well. So if you want, you can do that, but just don't elbow anyone. You know, We don't want any two minutes for elbowing penalties. But it can help us realize that we are offering ourselves to God the Father. My friends, my goal, my wish, my hope is for people to choose to go to Mass and never to miss Mass again because they know it's what they owe God. They owe him sacrifice. And it's at the Mass that we offer God the most perfect sacrifice, Jesus with ourselves united to him. It's through that offering that we are made holy. We are blessed. We are being sanctified. We only need the eyes of faith to see it. In the letter to the Hebrews, we read, You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. the blood of Jesus Christ, which speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Have eyes to see it. Know that you are fulfilling justice, giving God what it is his due. Know that you are offering exactly what God asks of you. Love God. Love the Mass. Love God enough never to miss Mass again. Offer God your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. United to Christ on this patent every. Sunday.